Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Awardist, where we are chatting with the actors, creators, and more who are contenders this year and breaking down the state of the 2023 Emmys race. I'm Entertainment Weekly Executive Editor Jared Hall. Hope you all had a lovely holiday break. We are back, and I'm joined this week by EW Editor-in-Chief Patrick Gomez and critic Kristen Baldwin. Hello to you both. Did you did you get to catch some fireworks? <laughs> no, uh, although my son will be setting some off in the driveway later. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that. Uh, I actually was getting off a plane and driving down the freeway in Houston right at sunset. And so got to see a ton of fireworks of the whole drive Ooh. home, which was a really fun way to, to see. I was hoping I'd catch them in the actual plane, uh, but they started by the time I actually got in the car. Ah, that's really cool. And, you know, places were doing drone shows this year, which is also, you know, very environmentally friendly. But those are really cool if you got to see one of those. But anyway, there are going to be fireworks this week in Hollywood, you guys, because it's going to be a big day on Wednesday when Emmy nominations are announced. And and on this episode, we are going to we're going to look into our crystal balls. We're going to combine our collective brain power and decide who we think will receive those Emmy nominations this week. So I guess let's not waste any more time. Let's get to it. I want to start with one of the biggies. We're going to go through all of the comedy categories first, and we will start with Outstanding Comedy Series. Now, the number of nominees is determined by the number of of submissions, uh, and it looks like most are going to be the same as last year. So let's assume that there will be eight nominees. Uh, What I'd love for each of you to do is just rattle off your list, and then we'll break those down. So Kristen, I'm going to start with you. Who are your eight picks for Outstanding Comedy Series nominations? I have Abbott Elementary, Barry, The Bear, this would be for season one, Only Murders in the Building, Ted Lasso, What We Do in the Shadows, Poker Face, and Shrinking. All right, Patrick, how about you? I guess I'll mention the ones that I had uh, different. I think Maisel has a shot. I know, I know it's not like, it's not the one. I I know, Kristen, I know your feelings on Maisel, but I feel, I feel like it's got a shot. Um, You're probably right. So so Does that mean you swap Shrinking and Maisel? Do a little flipperoo there? I think so. And again, again, these are these are my predictions, not necessarily what my vote would be, although I did enjoy this final season of Maisel, but I also enjoyed shrinking. So that's not to say that I think it's un- undeserving. I think I would love to see the other two represented here, but I feel like that that's Oof. a show that's made Oof. for like four people. I know, Jared, you Ugh. and I, and you walked in this season, can't, you couldn't wait for Ugh. it to premiere. You and I had very different feelings about how it played out. And I think it's only made for about 10,000 people to understand it. (laughs) But the overlap between that um, number and the Emmy voters is probably very high. It's high. Um, So I would would love to see it recognized, if only because it was its final season gone away. I don't know. There's also the behind the scenes stuff over there that's probably precluding it from from getting um, some love, unfortunately. Uh, But I would love to see that come in as 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 a spoiler. Yeah, I mean, yes, like you said, I, I'm such a huge fan of that show, had such high hopes for it. Uh, I was not into the direction they took things, but I will say I think they turned it around and uh, it, it ended better than it started. Um, but I, I'm with you guys. I have the the same exact seven as you, Kristen, but I also do the swap, uh, Maisel for Shrinking. Um, and, and just Fair. to also mention some others that are, are contenders and could get in there Wednesday, there's also Reservation Dogs, Jury Duty. There's a lot of talk about that show, but I don't really know if everyone watched that show, you know what I mean? I don't know if one translates to the other. Uh, then there's also the final season of Dead to Me, uh, as well as Schmigadoon, uh, The Great, and the final season of Atlanta. I'd love to see The Great involved as well. Yeah, that's the one. I feel like it could be a potential spoiler. Maybe Dead to Me. I, Wednesday, of course, is, uh, I believe, Netflix's biggest series ever, though ratings doesn't always translate to, um, you know, nominations. Um, so, yeah, so I, I, we, we feel pretty solid about seven. It's that eighth one. Um, but but to that point, that eighth one, if we're debating whether it's even going to get nominated, it's very likely not going to win. I mean, if I, I, I'll just point out, Kristen mentioned uh, the bear and the fact that it would be for season one, which yeah. this is exactly the situation that Ted Lasso was in. Yeah. Um, so I just want to acknowledge the fact that like, I think that they're going to be writing high. They were very smart yeah. in when they debuted um, the new with when they debuted season yeah, two, season two. Uh, and that's going to have a, a huge impact. 
Yeah, season two, which, by the way, is a really outstanding drama series. <laughs> <laughs> so is Barry for the final yeah, season. Yeah, indeed. Um, mm. But maybe, you know, we can just jettison Ted Lasso from this list and give it to, you know, the great or something else. Uh, no shame, Ted Lasso. You were great while you were great, but yeah. maybe it's time to move on. Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting one because a lot of people actually right now still have that winning for its third season. And I want to know what um, goggles they were wearing when they watched oh, it. Oh, it's just, it's just a knee-jerk thing. Yeah. And I think it's just also assuming that the voters will give it a knee-jerk win. You know, sort of like, yep, okay. And I, and I do think people, people had a lot of feels about that final episode. So yep. while it was up and down, I think it left a, again, not everyone, everyone loved it, but I think enough people I know were just like, I was in tears and all. Like it left, it, it it ended on a good note for many people. So yeah, even, though, sure. even if the season was uneven a bit, um, I think they, they went out on a high note and that's what most people are going to remember. Yeah, they, they landed the plane very well. Um, I, I, I think <laughs> Kristen's laughing. Maybe she doesn't agree. No, I just like that expression. <laughs> uh, landing the plane. Yeah, yeah. I've never landed one. Uh, and I imagine it's not easy, but, um, yeah. No, I'm um, sure it's not. so let's talk lead actress in a comedy series. Uh, we're going to say there are six nominees. Uh, Kristen started last time. I'll start with you this time, Patrick. Okay. So I think, um, definitely Quinta Brunson for Abbott Elementary. Uh, I think Christina Applegate for sure for Dead to Me. Uh, I think Natasha Leone. I think I think where Poker Face may or may not end up in the mix. I do think Natasha has enough notoriety in the industry that most likely will get on this list uh, as well. I would love to see Elle Fanning um, from The Great make it in here, and then Linda Cardellini. I'll put on that as well. Uh, and again, I, I feel like either Maisel's going to get nominated for everything or it won't at all. Uh, I personally have always been impressed with Rachel Brosnahan, not just on this show, but pretty much anything else she does. Again, no, that's not everyone's feeling, um, <laughs> even in this room, um, as I stare at Kristen's <laughs> face. Um, but uh, I, I, I do think uh, she continues to do fantastic work. Mm, okay. Kristen, you are six. I have all the same, with the exception of instead of Linda Cardellini, I have Bridget Everett from Somebody Somewhere. Mm, yeah. Where so you know, I think there's a lot of momentum for this show, especially people. Sort it was it's a sleeper in that people sort of discovered it uh, late, you know, and caught up on Max. And um, I think it could be a, a little surprise uh, six nomination for her. Mm -hmm. I Yeah, I'm with you guys on Quinta, Christina. I think Rachel will get in there. Natasha. I'm torn on my last two because I'd love to see Linda Cardellini get in there. She was nominated for season one, but not for season two. But I think Jenna Ortega will get in. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm torn yeah. on that one. And then I was flip-flopping between Elle Fanning and Selena Gomez. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, so that, that's where I'm torn. But I do love Bridget Everett. She's so funny. And then Maya Rudolph, of course, an Emmy's favorite, which I wonder if that can push her to a nomination for season one of Loot. Uh, and then, of course, Cecily Strong for Schmigadoon. But I think the love for her more comes from SNL, though she is great on Schmigadoon. This is a really, really tough category. I mean, I think we have like three or four presumed locks. Um, it's those other two that are that are kind of iffies, but yeah, you mm. mentioned Jenna Ortega and that show is so stylized that I think it's like one of those that you either buy into a hundred percent or you're like, what is going on here? <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I think that that's where it's going to land. That's where either we're going to see a lot of nominations for that show or not right. is if people decided to buy into it. Same as the other two, as we were just saying, like it is, it is a very particular show and you either you either sign on to it or you don't. It's not like Abbott where it's right. just like pretty much everyone's going to get it. You know, you may love it or you may not, but yeah. you, know, you understand why everyone loves it. The others are very polarizing. Yeah. Look, and, and I mean, when it comes to the other two, Helena York is a fantastic comedic actress. I think she should have been nominated for season two. When it comes to season three, look, I, I, I think she played very well what was written for her. I just hated what was written for her. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, th I think she played it very well. Mm, yeah, I'm 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 really really torn on this one. Okay, let's talk lead actor in a comedy series. Going with six nominees here. Kristen, kick it off for us. We've got your Bill Hader, uh, your Jeremy Allen White for The Bear, Martin Short and Steve Martin, Only Murders in the Building, 
I'm going Jason Siegel uh, for shrinking and Jason Sudeikis for Ted Lasso. Um, that's, you know, again, this, as Patrick said earlier, these are my predictions, not necessarily, mm-hmm. you know, my first choices, yeah. but that's where, where I'm going. Who will versus who should are, are um, or who we want are very different lists. We'd be on here for three hours. But yeah, um, Patrick, how's your list compare? I honestly would would predict the same list. I think if there's going to be a sneak in there, um, I think it would be Donald Glover for Atlanta or Nicholas Holt for The Great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, they, I, I teetered in putting one or both of those on, onto my list, but mm-hmm. I, I actually agree with Kristen here on where I think it'll land. Yeah, I have the same exact six. Uh, and same as you, I I was really debating uh, Donald Glover versus Jason Siegel because I, I think Donald, not that he's undeserving, but he could be a, um, you know, he, he's been nominated for every season of the show. And then, of course, for all the work that he does behind the scenes of it. Um, so so he's got that going for him. Do you all agree that that the I just feel like this final season kind of came and went and wasn't yeah. there wasn't Such as much of a conversation about it. Well, yep. and I think it was, you know, it was a very, you know, it had some episodes that were total departures and that people either loved it or they didn't get it. So, um, yeah, and I believe it was a shorter season, too. Right. So I think uh, yep. a lot of that, like you said, and the fact that it was a while ago, all of that might work against it now. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, And of course, it's so interesting that these lead categories have fewer than supporting. But, you know, there are a lot more supporting characters in the world than there are lead. Uh, So as we move on to supporting, there will be eight nominees in each of these. Uh, Let's start with supporting actress in a comedy series. Patrick, what do you think? I think the Fishers are Cheryl Lee Ralph for Abbott Elementary, Hannah Waddingham for Ted Lasso. I think Janelle James for Abbott Elementary. Then it starts to get a little less for sure. I think uh, Io Adebari is the next one on that list. Um, that's that's the most certain. And then you get really, really uh, in the mix. I think I think it could be Alex Borstein. I would love to see Lisa Ann Walter from Abbott Elementary in yes. there uh, as well. Um, you mentioned Cecily being a contender for lead, but uh, SNL um, as well. Molly Shannon for the other two. I think that that's probably that show's best chance at some representation in the, in this in these nominations so i think that got me to eight <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah okay good yeah th- those are my eight <laughs> and then for me i think the only one that wasn't mentioned um sarah goldberg from barry um who again it was a very <laughs> dark season but she was very funny and she also was inc- just an incredible performance sally completely you know, kind of came undone and she finished what she started in season one with that sort of multiple year breakdown that Sally was going through and she was incredible. Yeah. And she had a great ending yes. uh, too. And, and like you said, she played it so well. Um, so I'm with you guys on the, the, the trifecta from, from Abbott, Cheryl, Janelle, uh, Lisa Ann Walter. I would love to see get into this. Um, Hannah Waddingham, uh, neither of you said Juno Temple, though, did you? Oh, no, no, no. I had Juno Temple, too. Oh, Sorry, you, I missed that. You do that. have Juno. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, Juno, I uh, I mean, I know for, for all the faults of the season, I really love the what they gave her. My hesitancy there is has nothing to do with Juno. Um, I, I think I think they didn't necessarily, maybe they did know and did and this all completely intentionally, but it, it, to me, it felt like they didn't know what to do with that character for at least mm. half of the season and kind of were just like creating creating a new scenario to put her in to kind of just put off yeah. Um, yeah, the final, yeah, yeah, yeah. the final, the denouement. Um, and uh, so that's, I, the, that's my bad taste in my mouth a little bit about. But I think you could say that, you know, kind of Nick so Muhammad and, yeah. you know, uh, Hannah Waddingham too. And it, the whole season was, you know, they sort of siloed everybody off in an effort to give everyone a showcase Mm-hmm. You know, the ensemble kind of got split up in a m- bunch of different ways. I think she was great. I didn't love the storyline either. Um, but I think voters obviously love her. Voters obviously love Hannah Waddingham. So I, I wouldn't be I would be surprised if they weren't on the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. Um, I do have uh, IO on my list as well. Alex Borstein. You know who I, I think has 
really been greatly overlooked over the course of the run of Maisel is um, Marin Hinkle. Who, oh, she is um, good. <laughs> she is so good. She and and consistently funny and just as um, <laughs> kind of wildly neurotic as her daughter. Um, is she? I just I love her so much on that show. But I don't think she's going to get in here. But I, I just want to go on record for saying I think it's I a shame that she's that. never been nominated. You know, it's sad that I didn't even think of that as an option. But yeah. now that you say it, it's like that's the nomination I want. Because talk about yeah. talk about a character that they knew what they wanted to do with. Her trajectory over the season is just as impressive as, as Midge's. Yeah. Over the entire course of the show, she's I, I love what they've done with her and just given her such fun stuff. Um, but I think my eighth slot is where I'm toying between Molly Shannon, Sarah Goldberg, and Cecily Strong. Molly had, hands down, the best comedy material on season three of the other two. Um, Marvel Simu Lu. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. The, those were such funny episodes. Well, funny moments. Yes. Anytime yeah. she came on, I was like, okay, great. We're going to have some comedy here. Um, and just going out into the world in her disguises and her security constantly <laughs> taking her back she's and recapturing her. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. uh, such good stuff. But I guess I, oh man, I don't know. This is where we're in the want versus will. I want Molly Shannon. I think Sarah Goldberg will. But you also okay. want her because she's great. Yes. Oh, yes, of course. Of course. She's very deserving of the nomination. Just need to um, make that. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Um, okay. So then supporting actor in a comedy series, eight as well. I forget who who's kicking us off here. So I'll say, Kristen, give it a go. So I've got Harrison Ford for Shrinking. He's so great. Henry Winkler uh -huh. for Barry. Brett Goldstein for Ted Lasso, Anthony Kerrigan for Barry, Tony Shalhoub, who I will never begrudge a nomination, no matter mm, what, even if no. it is for Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, give him all the Emmys, Tyler James Williams for Abbott, Nick Muhammad for Ted Lasso, uh, which seems crazy to me, but I, you know, lovely <laughs> actor, very funny, but this season's storyline made no sense, and Brian Tyree Henry for Atlanta. Oh, okay. Nice. That's my, that's my eight. Yeah. Um, so I think mine overlap mostly other, uh, I would give it to Phil Dunster from Ted Lasso, uh, oh, over Nick Muhammad. Um, and, uh, and, uh, I think Ivan Masbarak, uh, from the bear, uh, I think, I think just again, because of the fervor of, of that season two just coming yeah. out, um, Good point. could, could make so the mix good. here could make the mix here too over uh brian tyree henry that's what i would switch him out for okay so okay so we we have their same six when it comes then to number seven and eight i i think i'm with uh, even from the bear but then and maybe this is just me wanting versus who i think sh or will I'm I'm saying Chris Perfetti from Abbott. Ooh, okay. Yeah, it's hard because yeah, like you could I, kind of yeah. give it to all of them in terms of yes. supporting for female and uh, male. You know, like they're all the supporting is so good. I, and I thought they did a fantastic job in season two. Uh, look, there are some things I think Abbott did better in season one than season two, but the one thing they yep. for sure did better in season two was flesh out those supporting yeah. characters yeah. Uh, and just give them all so much more to do. And I'm I'm so grateful for that. Yeah. And he just consistently makes me laugh every time he's on screen. There's some like there's some facial gesture, or, you know, facial reaction or a, or a, just his like, uh, you know, confusion about things or, you know, he just he's he's uh, uh, Chris has injected so many things into him that I don't know that we're necessarily on the paper. And he'll, of course, be very humble and be like, no, it's all in the writing, which, of course, a lot of it is. But I, there's there's something that he really brings to that character that I think a lot of uh, that many other actors would not have. Uh, and so I think my love of that character is a lot of credit to his performance. But that's where I'm also torn here because I think Phil Dunster had a really he had a funny season. Uh, if we're going to talk about people who were funny on Ted Lasso, uh, putting uh, like he and Brett Goldstein together were <laughs> uh, chef's kiss. I wanted more of it. I'll also mention here um, before we move on, uh, William Stanford Davis uh, oh. from yeah. Elementary as well, who was moved up, who was moved up as into series regular as Mr. Johnson. Like, oh my God, he can, he can turn in like, it's something that, you know, on paper could have been really not funny. Yeah. And he can just like do the most ridiculous thing mm -hmm. and, and make it feel real, but also hilarious. 
Yeah, they give him just those like walk by <laughs> scenes. They're just In a walk door. by one liner. <laughs> yeah, he just walk. Yeah. Uh, he's he's so funny, and I'm glad, so glad he got that um, uh, up to a regular. Okay, so those are our comedy series. Um, we're about to take a break, but uh, we're going to throw in some uh, other categories here, mainly focusing on some of these that the category construct got changed a bit this year. So one of those is uh, it used to be Variety Sketch. It's now being called Variety Scripted, I believe is is uh, what its name is this year. It still includes the sketch categories, but there are some other shows that are now part of this that I really don't understand their logic, but they're trying to make sense of it. Meaning that Last Week Tonight with John Oliver is now eligible in this category, not in Variety Talk. So I'm going to say that there, I believe, will be three nominees in this category, as there have traditionally been the last few years because of the number of submissions. Uh, so, Kristen, you want to kick this one off? Yeah, and I I think maybe the thinking, and again, I don't know, but I think maybe the thinking is that Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, like, it is a series of intensely scripted monologues. And whereas, yeah. you know, Variety Talk, you know, there's, there are interviews, there's sort of more riffing. Yeah. And John Oliver is great, but maybe they felt like it wasn't fair to put him, and he won in the Variety Talk category, you know, 100 million times you know, up against like Seth Meyers, who obviously has lots of scripted bits, but is still, you know, riffing and, and doing things a little more off the cuff and doing interviews. Anyway, so my three slash four SNL last week tonight with John Oliver, Black Lady Sketch Show. Yes. And uh, possibly if we go for four inside Amy Schumer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Patrick. Uh, I definitely go with those first three for sure. And Kristen, I know how much you love a black lady sketch show. Um, <laughs> John Oliver is beloved in my household, um, but would also love to see a win for them um, yeah. just because they've deserved it for all of the amazing seasons that they've done. Um, and I was actually going to say if there's a fourth one that, uh, that there's potential for Z-Way. Um, oh yeah. But, uh, but not that, not that Amy Schumer isn't also a contender here. But and there's was, also yeah. um, the Mel Brooks yeah, history of the history world. Of the world. You know, Part two, to get that's in there it, as well. Yeah. Which again, that it's it's also tough. Like to me, it's also tough for SNL to be here in the mix, just because live versus not live to me makes a huge difference. So yeah. even then, no, it's tough. A it's a it, there's no one category that would, or you'd have to do a bunch of little niche categories if you really yeah. you know yes. were doing apples to apples. It's very true. And and also to to elaborate on your point, Kristen, about why uh, John Oliver's now in this uh, category as well. Uh, keep in mind, John Oliver is is weekly, like all of these other shows, mm -hmm. whereas, yeah. you know, your 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 late night shows are daily. So mm -hmm. the, the staff at John Oliver is at an advantage that they get all week to work on that show and make it fantastic. Um, but also to your point, I kind of feel like Daily Show with Trevor Noah, like the Daily Show almost fits the mold of that variety scripted as well, especially because of, you know, how they um, script out some of those, those really funny field pieces. Because he has an interview. Yep. That, that changes it up. Uh, so to that point, uh, and, and by the way, I agree on, on all those SNL, John Oliver, black lady sketch show. And I think, uh, I think Z-Way is really funny, but Amy Schumer, I, I think I would give it to if we if there's a fourth here. Uh, so then Variety Talk uh, still remains fairly traditional, uh, and it seems there will be five nominations. Patrick, who are you thinking here? I would be very surprised if it was anyone other than uh, Colbert, Seth Meyers, Jimmy Kimmel, Trevor Noah, and Jon Stewart. I, I think love Amber Ruffin, but just feel like won't won't surpass like like John Stewart being in the mix now makes this tough even with even with John Oliver um out of the mix th this category mm -hmm. remains I think pretty much the regulars that we're gonna see yeah yeah Kristen I have that same list I still have Amber Ruffin at at, at the end of my list like just I'm just manifesting that there will be six um yeah, and you know, it's gonna be interesting to see is John Stewart gonna swoop in and start taking this award every year and poor Seth Myers will never get this award. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You know, John Stewart's great, the show is great. Someday I think it would be great to see Seth Myers uh take this home. What I will say about the problem with John Stewart, the problem with the problem with John Stewart <laughs> in this category is that I also feel like similar to John Oliver, but in very different ways, also doesn't 
doesn't ring true to the nature of the rest of these shows. Yeah, but there are the interviews, you know? And so it's like, if you're, and that's why I think Amber is probably now in this category. She could have probably switched, um, but she now does interviews too. So, you know, I think if you're just saying, well, there are interviews, then he can't be in Variety Scripted, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it's just, it's, there's no one perfect way to divide these up. Yeah. yeah, to to me, to me, John Stewart and and Real Time with Bill Maher, which also is a contender in this in this category. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, to me, those are more almost news talk programs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. No, true. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, and by the way, I have the same five there. Colbert, Seth Meyers, Trevor Noah, which will be his last uh, time eligible for that show. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel and and John Stewart, who, like you said, Kristen, he he would be, I guess, reclaiming this category that he used to win all the time <laughs> yeah. when he was The Daily Show with John Stewart. So yes. it's just a, 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 you know, it's a, it's all circular. It's here. a circle um, of life. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Uh, all right, so we're gonna take a quick break, uh, but things are gonna get really dramatic when. We we come back. So don't go anywhere. The Awardist will be back after this quick break. Welcome back to The Awardist. We are giving you folks our predictions for this week's Emmy nominations. Uh, You've already heard uh, for uh, the comedy categories as well as Variety Scripted and Variety Talk. And now we are going to get into the drama categories. Let's go ahead and start with the big one, Outstanding Drama Series. And let's say there are going to be eight nominees. Uh, You want to guys, you two want to do rock, paper, scissors? I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Patrick, how about you kick it off for us? Succession, 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 succession. No, no. It, um, it really it doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I really don't think I, I. I can't imagine it going to anyone else. But I think Succession. Uh, I think The Last of Us. Um, I think The White Lotus, which is obviously moving from limited into the drama categories this year. I think Yellow Jackets. I really hope. Um, which. Uh, didn't get a nomination last year, but uh, I'm hoping because of the fervor with which season two was greeted that it will get in here. Andor, which I loved. I thought it was fantastic. And then I think House of the Dragon, which seems like it was 9,000 years ago. Um, (laughs) I I think that that's definitely going to come in here. And then it kind of gets, for me at least, I I think we're going to see Better Call Saul celebrated. I think the fact that- I think the fact that I, I'm a little <laughs> I'm a little hesitant because I feel like we thought it was going to do better in awards last go around, um, yeah. which because remember they split their for the yeah, first final part season. of the final yeah. season, yeah. yeah. And so I, the fact that it would kind of was like met with the we thought like oh they're going to reward them all for their final go around and then but it, this it, is their final go around. Fair. Maybe they knew they knew Maybe that they, they knew. would have one more. Maybe Emmy. they knew. We're 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 putting good energy out into the universe. Yes, country. not negative Fair. energy. Good energy. And then for the last one, um, I think look, it could be. I debated between Yellowstone just because everyone knows <laughs> that Yellowstone is is widely watched, but again, ratings don't always translate to um, nominations or quality. Um, that is fair. But I've said every, I've seen every episode. Oh, there you go, exactly. <laughs> um, and sometimes there's just so much TV. Sometimes people do end up just voting for what they actually watched mm-hmm, because they're like, mm-hmm. "Well, you know what? Like sometimes I didn't think it was great, but I kept coming back." Uh, so you know that that could get it there. Um, the other one is the crown. So I'm, I'm I have I I'm going with eight and a half. I I split my final one between Yellowstone and the Crown. <laughs> um, I have all the same except for my final one. I have Bad Sisters. I oh, think that I would could be love that too. You know, I think this season of the Crown. I will get some nominations, but I don't think it's a a, a lock. You know, like it has been in the past, just simply because I don't think it was as. Uh, beloved, I do think Elizabeth Debicki was incredible, and I think she de- deserves it. But um, yeah, so I think I think we're going uh, Bad Sisters for me. I love that. I, I as do I. Bad Sisters is on my list, along with the four HBO shows. HBO is going to get half of these nominations. Yep. I think Succession, White Lotus, Last of Us, House of the Dragon, Better Call Saul. I have Yellow Jackets, uh, <laughs> Bad Sisters. Please, who, what, whatever Emmy gods are listening or goddesses, <laughs> and then, um, and uh, I wrote it down with the word meh next to it. The crown. Yeah, uh, I'm going with just out of uh, because we know these nominations are a popularity contest. So I mean, there's there are so many other great series. Uh, you, you've mentioned Andor, Yellowstone, uh, The Old Man. 
The Mandalorian, The Handmaid's Tale. I, I, I cue at Kristen's eye roll, um, <laughs> but but I say it only because we every year yeah. we're like, how are are they done? And every year they get they're nominated. They're never done. Um, they're never done. Yeah. So that's that's another one for me that I'm like, do they get in just because it's The Handmaid's Tale? But like uh, you were you were talking about earlier with uh, Atlanta, Patrick. This is one that I feel like I didn't hear. Uh, people talking about as much the most recent season so yeah. um maybe maybe voters are feeling the same way about it this time uh okay lead actress in a drama series uh i think there are going to be six nominees oh boy okay i can't wait to hear uh your <laughs> list for this although if it's based on number of submissions and most of yellow jackets decided to go for lead Honestly. not supporting <laughs> we may end up with like 15 because there's so many people in that cast yeah that's so true good point good point uh Kristen, kick us off please I have Sarah Snook graduating to lead and I think probably taking home Well-deserved. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Melanie Linsky from Yellow Jackets, Bella Ramsey from The Last of Us. I think Imelda Staunton because she's Imelda Staunton and she played the queen. People love it uh, for the crown. Maybe this is controversial, controversial or controversial, but I think Carrie Russell might get in there for The Diplomat. The voters love them some Carrie Russell and that show, you know was very successful. And then got to throw in Helen Mirren for 1923. She was feisty. She had a shotgun. She, you know, defended her homestead. Uh, and she's Helen Mirren. So, yeah. Mm, okay. Okay. Patrick. I mean, Carrie Russell was, was with no apology on my list as well. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so there you go. I, I think uh, most of mine uh, aligned there, uh, though. I will say, I think, I think if Handmaid's Tale gets a gets a drama category nomination, that we'll probably see Elizabeth Moss nominated here as well. Um, again, I think it's kind of one of those all or nothings of if it, if it's going to get love, it's going to get a lot of love. Um, but yeah, this is one of those two where, again, as I mentioned, Yellow Jackets, a lot of them decided to go for lead and not supporting. One of them being um, Sophie Nellis, um, who plays young yeah. uh, Mel- the younger version of Melaninsky's character. And while she had a lot more to do this season, I think, than she did season one, I think she would have been a lock for supporting nomination. Um, yep. And so I'm a little sad to to see that she would rather go for lead, um, just because I, I don't think that she will make the list, unfortunately. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I think she should have stayed in the other category. Uh, I, I'm with the two of you on Sarah Snook, Melanie Linsky, uh, Bella Ramsey, Imelda Staunton, yes, because all of the queens get nominated. Um, I struggled a lot with my last two between Helen Mirren, Carrie Russell, Elizabeth Moss, but ultimately I went with Emma Darcy and Sharon Horgan. Hmm, Okay. I think I'll be very wrong once, you know, nominations are announced uh, Wednesday, but I don't know. So I'm, I, I just, Patrick, I'm basing that also a lot on, uh, I remember how much you said at uh, the Critics' Choice Awards, I believe you said you were sitting at the same table, uh, you mm-hmm. were at the, the Bad Sisters table, yes. and just how many people were excited for that show, Yeah. Um, which makes me feel like, okay, industry folks, and, you know, they're voting, and maybe, hopefully they remember this, but... But that's another show that was like it was late summer, early fall, and it feels like a long time ago. Um, but I don't know. The Ugh. timing of it does worry me a little bit. But yeah, Sharon Horgan, fantastic on that show, and and Emma's fantastic on House of the Dragon. Uh, yeah. Again, I just feel like that show came out nine thousand years ago. Yeah. Um. So for both of them, for both of them, I think that the amount of time that has passed since those shows came out is going to mm-hmm. be uh, their hurdle to get over. Yeah, agree. And and Helen Mirren, I, I feel like I'm seeing 1923 everywhere. Uh, of course, you know the networks, Paramount Plus, and the network, and they, they've all been doing a great job of promoting and making sure yeah. that uh, you know those those titles are in uh, you know in, in the ether. Um, okay, let's talk lead actor in a drama series. There will be six here. Um, can can we just agree that three of those are going to be taken by succession? Karen Culkin, <laughs> Jeremy Strong, Brian Cox. Correct. Yes. Yes. Although, again, I, I, look, Kieran deserves, I, I want him to win on this Agreed. category, but I, I, I worry for him that, that going for lead, he, I think he would have walked away with supporting, uh, hands down. And so going with lead, I'm like, no, but I really want you to win. And I still think he has a really good shot, but yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's my, that's my monologue on Kieran. Okay. So those three, and do we all think Bob Odenkirk? Yes. Hell yes. Okay. Great. Okay. <laughs> great. And do we all think Pedro Pascal? 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay, so now I'm really curious. That sixth one, Kristen, who's your sixth? I'm going Jeff Bridges, the old man. The man almost died from COVID. Yeah. People love him. And he's, he's so you know, good very good on the in show. This show. I didn't love the show, but he's so good. And like, you know, how can you not love him? So yeah, uh, give him give him a nomination. I mean, truly, it's probably either all the succession people are going to cancel each other out, um, and it'll go go to Odenkirk, or mm. or the universe will do the right thing and it will go to Odenkirk. But um, <laughs> I do think you know, for Jeff Bridges in this case, uh, the you know the nomination is is the, yeah. the win here. Agree. Yep. Uh, Patrick, who's your sixth? Oh, God. I mean, look, I would love for Bob to get nominated. Better Call Saul is a fantastic show, but I just thought Kieran did just the most, mm-hmm. did the most um, in the best way. Uh, and so I, I really do hope he's the one that takes it. But my sixth, man, I I debated, um, look, Harrison Ford could be a double nominee um, for <laughs> Shrinking in 1923. Yeah. Uh, it, also, he's just Harrison Ford. Um, uh, I wish, I wish more people watched and uh, Perry Mason. Cause I think Matthew Reese actually does really good work on that show. And um, he was nominated for the first season. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think he could be in the mix. I, I again, loved, loved, loved Andor. I thought particularly the writing of Andor was very strong, but Diego Luna as the star there was, was really great. Um, Ugh, God. Uh, so I ultimately, um, I ultimately just because of star power, put um, Harrison um, in in my sure. position, and he's very good in that. Yeah, yeah, and and I don't think it's a bad choice. That's why the sixth slot is so tricky. I, I ultimately went with Jeff Bridges, but I, I debated a lot between Jeff Harrison and then Patty Considine. Mm. Um, also who fantastic. I, yeah, who though part of me feels like he would have had a better shot in supporting. I was just going to say um, that. Yeah, but I get like he's the king and and his uh, I think it's the penultimate episode. He is just fantastic uh, in that episode. And that was the real I think that episode was the real showcase for him. Um, but yeah, I think I'm going to go with uh, Jeff Bridges, but I, <laughs> I, I'm I'm already resigned to the fact that I could be very wrong and that's OK. Um, let's talk supporting actress in a drama series. Now, this is where things get interesting, because as um, you, you pointed out, Patrick, uh, I believe it was you earlier, you know, the White Lotus moved from limited to drama series. So where season one of the White Lotus took so many of the acting nominations, that's now shifted over to this category. And I, I, I think there are going to be a lot for White Lotus. I, I think Jennifer Coolidge, Aubrey Plaza, and Megan Fahey will, Fahey, Fahey will um, all three get in here. Do, do you both agree with that? Yeah. I think so, too. I, I think that is what will happen. I'll put it that way. <laughs> okay. Um, so then, uh, so then, Patrick, who are your four through eight? Um, so, uh, I mean... J. Smith Cameron, I wish they'd given her more to do this season, but I think she did was fantastic in what she did do. And I think she'll ride that succession train um, yeah. to to get in there. Uh, I thought, I, you know, I, I understand the criticisms of, of The Crown, but I thought Leslie Manville um, actually was was really fantastic in the in the moments that she got to be front and center um, um, on that. Uh, and Millie Alcock on house of the dragon i remember going to a screening of that months and months before it came out with you jared and and us turning to each other and just being like this person is a star Mm -hmm. yeah she's she's Uh, fantastic does that get me to eight i don't i can't recall (laughs) Uh, that might that might be seven but but worth pointing out you are you saying leslie manville over elizabeth debicki Oh, no. So sorry. I actually uh, automatically, she was on the top of my list. So I totally ah, skipped over ah, that one and went over the other one. Okay. Now you're at <laughs> now eight. I'm at all right, eight. That's what go. I thought. I, okay. I thought I was at eight, but I didn't feel like I said eight. <laughs> yeah. So there we go. <laughs> Got it. All right. There we are. Uh, Kristen, who are your four through eight? Well, this award belongs to Ray Seahorn, mm-hmm. period. Yeah. Period. Uh, but the other people who, you know, may be nominated, I would add Carol Burnett. Who is in Better Call Saul, and she's so good in that. She asked just Jeeves, one episode, right? A couple, three, a two or th- I think. Oh, is it? She more was than in one? enough. She was yeah. in enough to qualify for yeah. supporting. Yeah, and she. I mean, yeah. you you haven't uh, seen drama until you've seen Carol Burnett. You know, Google con man on Ask Jeeves yep. and take him down. Incredible, incredible. Um, 
I would add, I'm not sure where we stood with Yellow Jackets, but I think uh, Christina Ricci for sure. And then I've got all the same that uh, Patrick had. Agree. Yeah. So I have, uh, of course, Ray, Jay, Smith, Cameron, uh, Elizabeth Debicki. I did uh, include Christina Ricci. My eighth slot, I really, gosh, debated a long time uh, because Carol, it's funny, I guess. Yeah, she was definitely in two, uh, but I don't know why. I guess I thought all of her stuff was compacted to one episode, but no. Um but well, debate they, between... they will take that nomination away <laughs> very quickly. <laughs> yeah. I right, right. Yeah. Um, but I am going out on a limb here and saying this person because of and again, not that she's undeserving. I love her work and uh this kind of introduction she got to American audiences from the White Lotus, Sabrina Impacciatori. Yeah. Um I, I, it's probably wailed on a limb, but I thought she was great. Um, she had such memorable scenes. Um, and, and I think there might be some of that, like with, like with the first season of The White Lotus, more people getting in from that show than we anticipated. Right, um, right. But yeah, so that, that that was my train of thought on that one. Um, speaking of, you know, those supporting categories, uh, as we look at supporting actor in a drama series, I actually don't think anyone from White Lotus is going to get in except... And I don't really know if I support this, but F. Murray Abraham, I thought some of the other guys had a lot more to work with, like Will Sharp and Theo James. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Do you think do you both think he'll get nominated? I think F. Murray Abraham will, because I think people care more about the White Lotus than they care about alleged, you know, inappropriate well, yeah. jokes, especially after, you know, an apology. Um, I also had Tom Hollander. Um, yeah, I was debating him as well. Uh, as my other White Lotus person. Um, but then beyond that, you know, you got to go Matthew McFadden. Mm -hmm. Got to give it to Alan Ruck, too. Connor Roy yep. had such a good year. Um, John Lithgow, I think, old man. Giancarlo from Better Call Saul. Nicholas Braun um, from Succession as well. And then uh, mm -hmm. the wig master, Matt Smith, House <laughs> of the Dragon. <laughs> yeah. Wig it up. Patrick, where do you stand? Mine actually overlaps almost entirely with Kristen, um, though I will say um, if I was going to give it to a, a White Lotus uh, person, I actually would go with Adam DeMarco, who I thought did great as uh, Michael Imperioli's son. I thought I thought he did really great with a part that could have felt very uneven. And to your point earlier, Jared, about Sabrina deserving a nomination, I think obviously like you know, they had a lot of their scenes together that, and I thought they both did a really fantastic job. And you just you, you mentioned Tom Hollander from White Lotus. Uh, I'm in the middle of a, a Mission Impossible rewatch. Um, mm. He's in in one of those, and I was just like, oh god, I can't. I did, I forgot how much he's just been in a ton of stuff over the years. Yeah, it's, it's nice to see him getting his flowers. Yeah, and he's he's always consistent. He's always great. Uh, and yeah, this this of course, White Lotus was just a a whole other level uh, for him. But yeah, I, so I'm going with four guys from Succession. I've got okay. uh, Matthew Alan Ruck. I, I absolutely he's getting in here, and um, I still, by the way, I still think he would get nominated even if Kieran hadn't moved. Yeah, oh. to lead and, and kind of opened a spot. I, th I think so too. He was so good this season. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then Nicholas Braun and I think Alexander Skarsgård mm. might get yeah. in there. Yeah. Because um, he just he had so much great stuff. Uh, and then Giancarlo, F. Murray Abraham, uh, Matt Smith, and and John Lithgow. But yeah, I'm. Um, I don't know. I really, I really wish Will Sharp could get in there. I, I think he had of of the supporting guys. I really enjoyed that. Uh, there, there were a lot of quiet scenes with him, but I, I felt like I, you knew what was going on and, and that all kind of like that mental strife from, you know, the, this guy who like suddenly comes into all this money and how do I not let it affect me? And what, you know, what do my friends want from me? Why am I on this vacation with these people and all the stuff he's putting me through? But yeah. Okay. So that's our supporting list. Like we ended the first block with variety. I'm going to throw in some uh, new categories here. Because game show, so this is interesting because a lot of game shows used to be part of reality competition. But this year there is the outstanding game show category, which includes not just the ones that air in primetime, but also the ones in daytime and the ones that yeah. I consider like early primetime, like 
you know, your Wheel of Fortune and your Jeopardy, which have always been part of the daytime Emmys. Now they are eligible at the primetime. It seems there are going to be five nominees in this category. So, um, Patrick, I know you love your game shows. You were on the game show show uh, (laughs) talking about the history of them. So I'm going to start with you here. So, uh, I mean, obviously, uh, Jeopardy is going to be on there. The Price is Right and Let's Make a Deal um, and Wheel of Fortune are probably in there as well. They've done very well um, at the daytime Emmys. And so uh, I think those are pretty set. I think Password has a really good chance. I uh, was uh, on a committee for another, not, not the Emmys, but for another words. And Password, I was surprised the amount of love that people had when they were discussing nominations there. Hmm. Um, so I think that that could be in the mix. And then I'm just going to put it out there. I love the reboot of The Weakest Link with Jane Lynch. And so I would like to see that represented here. Okay. Kristen? The only thing I would add, and you know, I, I, I'm not, I don't have any sense of like, do we know, we think there are going to be five nominees or like... It, it's, it seems, because it's a percentage of yeah. the number of eligible ones. So, yeah. The only one I would add in in contention there maybe is Press Your Luck on ABC, mm-hmm. um, which is fun. You know, it's, it's you yeah. know, another revival and Elizabeth Banks and, you know, yeah. people just screaming and going, no whammies and hitting things like that's yeah. That's quality game show stuff right there. It's an exciting show. It I get sweaty palms watching that one. I get stressed out. Yes. I, yes. Yes. But, I, I mean, get really invested in it. I think people like that. That's like what you, that, yeah, that's what you yeah, want to feel. You want, but then you're like stressed because the person's told you, you know, their life story and you don't want them to gamble <laughs> the money and you're just like, walk away. And then you get stressed out for them. So, yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, so yeah, so I agree. Jeopardy, Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. I, I think the price is right. I'm a little torn on... Well, I mean, I, I would say pressure luck. Um, that's really interesting what you said, Patrick, about um, the, that other committee being so into password, because mm-hmm. I was wondering the same about um, That's My Jam, which I think is such a fun show. But I but I also it's funny because I don't necessarily look at it as like a traditional game show, I guess, like when like because it's celebrities playing and it's not necessarily the, you know, these these real right. contestants, like you said, Kristen, you know, like on Pressure Luck telling their real stories. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, that's the thing, though. It's like there's also like, is it cake? Floor is lava. Like there's a lot right. of shows yeah. that there's there's a lot of shows that also kind of don't fit exactly the mold that would fit in this yeah. category currently. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it, it'll be interesting. I, I, I'm happy to see all of these game shows combined into one. I always thought it was silly splitting them between the two. Like, just a game show's a game show. Yeah, Let's, why let's not? put them all in the same spot. And to that point, we now have game show host category, even though the Emmys got rid of, uh, like, variety talk host. But the game show hosts, they they get their spot here, um, uh, which makes me wonder if those variety hosts will, uh, you know, get to get back in the game uh, in the near future. But uh, if we're talking game show hosts, Kristen, I'll let you kick this one off. This is, yeah, this is tricky. I mean, okay, I have Steve Harvey for Family Feud, because, I mean, gotta love Steve Harvey. Uh, Wayne Brady, Let's Make a Deal, Elizabeth Banks for Press Your Luck, Kiki Palmer for Password. I think people love her. And then, yeah, I mean, I think Jimmy Fallon maybe for That's My Jam. Um, And of course, Pat Sajak. I think now if you have to kick, if we're only doing five, I would get rid of Jimmy Fallon and do Pat Sajak, especially now that we know he's... Ending his reign at the wheel. Yeah, the, the timing of that announcement, I believe it all happened during the voting window. So mm-hmm. his name was out there. And I wonder how much that that certainly helped. By the way, worth noting with Jeopardy that they they uh, compete separately. Uh, Maya Bialik and Ken Jennings. Yeah. It's not like a, it's not like a package like, deal. Do we feel like, do we feel I, like either of them is going to pull ahead? Mm-hmm. I, I actually feel like no. there might be a situation where neither of them get there a little bit because of splitting i would again love mm-hmm. to see love to see jane lynch <laughs> um from weakest link <laughs> yeah. uh popping into the mix yeah and it's uh you know i mean there there are so many as we're talking about like you know so many different game shows and they all the, the hosts work in different capacities on a lot of these shows whereas like Chris Hardwick on the wall. I, I mean, I know that someone, you know, we talked about who in the past has been problematic, but I think we've moved past that. That show, that's another one where he does such a great job in his, um, 
in his interactions with the contestants. And I think that's so important when we're talking about these things. Whereas, you know, some people are just like keeping the show moving. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, I mean, that, and that's not to say that I think necessarily that Chris Hardwick will get nominated, but, um, but I, I think he operates there in such a different capacity and, and I appreciate what he does on that show. I, I would say the same, that that's another reason why that I think Jane Lynch does fantastic. A lot of yeah. her stuff is scripted, but then there's a whole, there's the whole back and forth in between each vote that she has to do. Um, the, the other ones that I'll mention here, I would not put it on this list, but I think that there's, it's a possible contender just because of name recognition is, is RuPaul for Lingo. Mm. Um, and then we've got Blake Shelton and Carson Daly for Barmageddon, <laughs> who yeah. I think could also <laughs> fall, fall, uh, fall on this list yeah. again because of name recognition. Yeah, they're they're a fun combo on that show for sure. Um, but ultimately, I think I'm going. I mean, Steve Harvey. If we're talking about I like mean. interactions with the with the contestants and stuff, I agree with you in that same regard, Patrick. That Jane Lynch, I would put on there. Um, I think Elizabeth Banks as well for that reason. Wayne Brady, obviously, a lot of uh, audience interaction and keeping the show moving. Pat Sajak has to do that too. I, I also think Pat just name recognition. I, I guess that's my. Was that five? Steve Wayne. Jane, Pat, and uh, Elizabeth Banks. Yeah, yeah. That that that's my five. That's that's where I'm going with that list. Um, but I I love game shows. I'm I'm so glad they're uh you know kind of getting their getting their spot at the primetime Emmys, even though they'll probably be handed out at the Creative Arts. But you know that's <laughs> that's the way it goes, and they they won't be on the main show. Time will tell on that one. Um, all right. Well, Patrick, Kristen, we did it. I mean, of course, there are so many other categories, guests and all, all that other stuff. But uh, yeah, which movie, so many. My we gosh, could, we could yeah. be here for hours, which we, we we'll probably just stick can. around afterwards. Kristen, you got nothing new, right? <laughs> yeah, we, it's it's the after show. Do we have an after <laughs> yeah. show on this podcast? <laughs> exactly. We'll do we'll Yeah, we'll get it figured out. All right, folks. Well, that is it for this episode of The Awardist. Kristen Patrick, thank you for being here. And thanks to all of you for listening. If you like what you're hearing here on The Awardist, Please do follow, rate the podcast, and leave us an award-winning review on Apple Podcasts. And to keep the conversation with us going, you can follow Entertainment Weekly on all socials. We're at EW on Twitter and at Entertainment Weekly everywhere else. You can also tag me at Jared Hall. We will see you actually on Wednesday. We're going to have a new episode. You can join us on our Twitter space following the nominations. And then we'll be back with a brand new episode next week. See you then. This episode of the Awardist podcast is hosted by Jared Hall, produced by Chanel Johnson and Sammy Junio, edited by Sammy Junio. Full episode transcripts are available at EW.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.